Hallelujah. Let's take our 2023 confession. Hallelujah. Let's go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. New wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous, and I am vindicated. A new day has done for me. The struggle is over forever, and the Lord is adding to me another one again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp, and I'm leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and the full blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move. Valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land. And the Ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you. And I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver in Jesus mighty name. Amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart, in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me, and he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season, and it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe every word of it. Say it. Say, I believe God. I believe God. Oh, I don't know about you, but I believe God. Oh, I believe God. He's a supernatural God. I don't know if you know this, but he has no limits. This God we serve has no limits. I don't know if you are aware of this. Every other person that you know is limited. Hallelujah. As good, as blessed, as skillful, as professional as they may be, they are limited. Your doctor is limited. Your attorney is limited. Your financial advisor is limited. Your pastor is limited. Every human being you know is limited. But there is one person who has no limits. He's a God who has the ability to scale through every barrier. He has the ability to take what your eyes have not seen, what your ears have not heard, what your mind has not even conceived of, and he has the ability to bring it out of nothing into manifestation. He has the ability to do that. And he has no limits. He has no limits. Somebody say, say, my God has no limits. Say it again, my God has no limits. So then, when you are in covenant partnership with this God who has no limits, guess what? You have no limits then. Even though you started out from a place of limitation, even though you started out from a place of weakness, even though you started out from a place of question, because you are in partnership with the almighty God who has no limits, guess what? Now you have no limits. Hallelujah. I said, now you have no limit. Do you know that the, uh, the same abundant life that is available to Jesus is available to you right now? In this room, in this moment, right now. You have abundant life right now. Somebody, everlasting life. Everlasting life does not start when you die and go to heaven. Everlasting life starts right now. Right here, right now, you have everlasting life. Abundant life is available to you right here, right now. Hallelujah. And when you have an understanding of that, and when you come into a full realization of that, my friends, something happens in your life that changes everything. That's why the covenant is so powerful. The covenant is not I go to church, I carry, I have a Bible, I read, I pray. No, 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 no. The covenant is an agreement, is a transaction. You and the Lord enter into it, you and the God, the Father, enter into it through the work of Jesus Christ that he did on the cross. And he, you, from that moment, the Father does his part, you do your part, both of you are joined together in partnership, and you are set for life, my friends. You are set for life. Let me ask you, can you imagine God being depressed? I just let's be honest for a minute. Can you imagine God being hung up on drugs? 
Can you imagine God broke and poor? So, if you cannot imagine God being any of that, let me add another one. Can you imagine God being sick? Okay, there you go. So, if your covenant partner with whom you are completely hooked up in covenant relationship will not be sick, will not be broke, will not be depressed, then I cannot be sick, I cannot be depressed. There's no room for it. It doesn't mean Satan will not try. It doesn't mean he will not bring affliction. Because the Bible says in Psalm Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But guess what? But the Lord delivers him. Why? Because they are in partnership. They are one. They are connected in part. Not because I go to church, I read the Bible, I'm I'm even even a minister. There are even pastors on the pulpit who preach this. But they are not living it. The first problem that shows up in their lives, they start panicking. Because they don't believe that this God is actually real right now. To many people, God is abstract. Say, God is not abstract to me. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Say, say it again. God is not abstract to me. He's my covenant partner. We are one together. We walk together. We sing together. We talk together. We pray together. Hallelujah. We're in fellowship together. We're caught up in one agreement together. God is not abstract to me. And I do not act like he's abstract to me. In every situation of life, he's the one I think of first. In every situation of life, he's the one who comes to my mind first. I think, oh God. Oh God. And when good things happen, I, I go, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When trials and tribulations come, I say, my God. My God. You got this for sure. You got this, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel something good. <laughs> Something good is coming into your way. Something good is coming into your city. Something good is coming into your household. Something good is coming into your family. Hallelujah. God has a covenant with your family. God is jealous over your family. God is jealous over everything that concerns you. And he's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of a man that he should repent. God has a preparation concerning you. And you will never ever be limited again forever. Shout it out loud forever. I'm in partnership with God. I'm in covenant partnership with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put that scripture up for me, please. Second Samuel 25, verse 3. Let's start from there. I have a, a, f- a couple of scriptures I'm going to read, you know, and then I'm going to go into communion. I'm just, I- I'm telling you there's just something going on. I can't even put it into words. You know, sometimes you, you feel like you've seen a lot of God. You think you've experienced, and all the evidences are around you, and all the results, and all the, the history, and the products and the track record and everything and you rejoice in that and sometimes if you're not careful you feel like oh wow 
I've seen a lot and I've seen almost everything. But here comes God again, showing up in a way like you have never seen him before. And you go, wow. There's so much more to God than I could imagine. You are going to experience that. I say you are going to experience. Because your life and your experience, your journey will not be complete until you have entered into realms of God that you have never known before. It will not be complete. That when you come to junctions in your life, when you are celebrating and you are rejoicing and you feel like, oh God, glory, glory, glory. He, here he comes again in a way like you've never seen him before. You will experience that. I prophesy upon you, you will experience that. The part of God that you have not seen, you are about to see. In the name of Jesus. He will not hide himself from you. Oh, what's the name of that man? Maurice something. Several years ago, decades ago, he used to be one of these Maranatha singers. Maurice Chapman, I think. Maurice Chapman. So wrote this beautiful song. God, don't hide, don't hide from me. I declare to you, God will not hide from me. I say, I declare to you, God will not hide from me. God will show up when you need him to. <laughs> God will manifest when you need him to manifest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So just forgive me. I'm just, I'm just in a different zone. Just, it's, it's just happening. Somebody say it's all happening. <laughs> Ooh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at it. 2 Samuel 25 verse 3. I want you to have a new vision. I want you to have a new expectation. Take it up to another level. Put that up for us in the NLT, please. Second uh, uh, Samuel 23, verse 5. In the NLT, please. <laughs> Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed. Someone says guaranteed. In every detail. In every detail. Do you know that one of the ways, one of the reasons you are superior to Satan is before Satan shows up, God already has an arrangement. Do you know this? Every time in your life, before Satan actually shows up, God already has a way out. There is a way out of every corner of life for the covenant man and the covenant woman. There's a way out. Everybody may not find it, but you will find it. You will find it. Your story will not be the general people's story. Your story will be unique. His arrangement, his agreement is arranged and guaranteed. 
in every detail in every detail he will ensure my safety and my success the covenant will deliver your covenant with God is your most precious and your most prestigious possession on this earth I want you to know, I want to announce it to you. <laughs> Time is the best friend of a covenant man or covenant woman. Because over time, the fruit of the covenant will be produced in your life for all to see. And there will be no controversy over the fact that God is with you. God is with you. When you are a covenant person, everything you do is plugged into the covenant. Just a few days ago, and you know, I won't, I'll get into it today because it's communion, so I'm going to stick to time. But over the next couple of weeks or so as I minister, the Lord gives me the opportunity to. Uh, as I go teaching on the covenant, we'll deliver. I'm going to spend just a, a couple of my services, maybe one or two, in a few psalm scriptures, psalms. And, and, you know, one of the reasons why the Psalms are so powerful, every scripture in the Old Testament, one of the reasons, though, why the Psalms are so powerful is, is they are written from a place of covenant. Yes. Mm -hmm. And because you are a child of God's covenant, you can personalize it. When you read in Psalm 91, I'm not, I'm not going to read Psalm 91, but when you read in Psalm 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You don't go and say, oh, that was for Moses. That was for Joshua. That was for Elijah. That was for David. Uh-uh. What do you do? That's for me. <laughs> That's my scripture right there. I am the one. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Therefore, I will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's my scripture. And guess what? And guess what? Everywhere you go, you will enjoy protection. Divine protection. The angels will be on assignment for you. What is the point in God giving us scriptures that were only relevant to Moses? No, I'm asking you. What is the point in that? If this whole Bible, most of it is only relevant to people that are dead and gone, let's throw why, why, why are we reading it? Why are we reading it? Why, why, are, we, why are we reading it? Hallelujah. Somebody said this word is for me. I absolutely personalize this word. I believe every word of it. Every word of it is my word. Every promise of it is my promise. And it works in my life and it produces results. It's time to shake off religion and stop playing church. We have to stop playing church. Church is not something, God is not something we visit once in a while every Sunday. Every two days. No. God is, he should be in covenant partner. So we are constantly interacting with him. A few days ago, the Lord said to me, son, do you know even your offering, when it is done by covenant, 
demands my favor and commands my favor. Your offering. I didn't pay that much attention to that. He said, do you know I promise in my word that I will remember your offering? <laughs> so, even that is, my finances are personal with God. He takes it personally. Amen. My health is personal. He takes it personal. Any pain, you know, I'm sent on an assignment now. And I have to get my assignment done. So, pain is going to limit that assignment. And I am God's servant. So, God takes it personally. When pain comes, as long as I take my place in the covenant, God will say, pain, you can't stay there. That's my servant, you can't stay there. He has an assignment. It's personal. Whether pain is in the mind or is in the body or is in the, no, no, you can't stay. It's personal. You can't stay there. You, you, I want you to, I want you to have a radical shift in the way you think. Everything about your life is personal. That scripture in our confession in Isaiah 49, it, it, it says it. It, it, it says there, you see where it, it says, no, 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 shall, shall the prayer be taken? It, no, no, I will, for I will contend with them that contend with you and I will save you. Why? Because it's personal. It's personal. So even though my children are hundreds and sometimes thousands of miles away, in the spirit, there are things that come up and I just say, Lord, okay, take it on here. There's, there's, there's no devil. Where is, where is the devil going to come from to touch them? You can't do it. It's personal. They are covered forever. As long as they keep walking in that covenant too. God guarantees your success. He ensures it. Let's read in, in, in Psalms 20. <laughs> oh, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send you help from the sanctuary. Oh, Jesus. Strengthen you. Out of Zion. There's someone lying in a bed somewhere, somewhere. Joining this service today, somewhere. Rankled with pain in your body. The Lord is sending you help. Out of the sanctuary. The Lord is sending you help. Out of the sanctuary. He will strengthen you out of Zion. <laughs> he will remember all your offerings. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. 
He will remember all your offerings. Hmm. 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 Do you know why Abel was more acceptable to, Ke- to God than Cain? Do you know? They were two brothers, born by the same parents, had pretty much exactly the same experience through their lives. What was the difference? How come God made a difference between them? And in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, put that up so we don't, we don't move away from Psalms 20, but put that up, Hebrews 11, um, I think it's, I'm not sure, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, by faith, thank you, verse 4, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice, watch this, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God himself testifying of his gifts. Oh, Jesus. Pray that your eyes open to this one. God himself testifying of his gift and by it he being dead he's still speaking he's still speaking how can a dead man still have a voice he's still speaking the dead man is not dead he's still speaking do you know what is keeping his voice alive it is his offering Do you know what is keeping the dead man's voice alive? It is his offering to God. Remember your offering and your bond sacrifices. God will never forget. When it is done in covenant, and let's, let's just, before we go back to Psalm 20, let's just understand this. Why? Did Abel stretch by faith to give God a more excellent sacrifice? Because he was a covenant man. Why did Cain do otherwise? Because he went to church every Sunday, but he really did not believe in the covenant. <laughs> I pray your eyes pop open to this. Long after you are gone from this earth, generations after you will still be reaping the benefits of your covenant with God. Amen. Your offering gives voice yes. to your covenant. Yes. He being dead, he yet speaketh. 
Why? Because God, can you imagine in heaven, God gathered the angels. Listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding you here. God had a fellowship. He had a love feast. All angels sat around, 24 elders sat around, the musicians, all the singers, everybody, people, they blew the trumpet, they played, sang a little bit like some of the nice songs we heard today as we were dancing and rejoicing. That's how they do in heaven. You know, heaven is going to be awesome. I hope you are going. Ask your neighbors, I hope you are coming. Don't, don't, stay, don't stay here and say, I'm satisfied with Beyonce. It's not good enough. I hear that. Yeah, so it's not. Thank God for Beyonce. I love Beyonce, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good. You got to make it to heaven, my friends. You got to hear the angels sing hallelujah. <laughs> you got to hear Jesus sing and take those notes to places like you have never heard them before the son of God. Hear the voice of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's like the sound of many waters. Hallelujah. It fills a room like you've never heard it before ever. The best instrument you've ever heard in your life do not have the effect of the voice of Jesus. You gotta hear it. You got to hear it. Can you imagine the Lord sitting around, having fellowship and a love feast, celebration with all of these angels and, 20, and Jesus is sitting right there on his right hand and they're having a good time. And suddenly, the father says, guys, I want to tell you a few things about a gentleman on the earth. He lived and he's gone now, but I want, I want, I want us to celebrate him and, and I want us to sing about him. You get your son, all the, the choir, the angelic choir, everywhere, they had their special number ready. Guess who they were singing about? Abel. Abel. He didn't heal one sick. He didn't pray for anything. What was Abel's qualification? His offering. It marks something upon this earth concerning you when you are plugged into covenant with God and that covenant then directs everything else and it directs and one of the one of the areas there is how what what you share with him because you say we're in partnership we are in covenant and here here you give more to yourself than you give to your covenant partner You value your own things more than you value his things. It is not covenant for partnership. It's not. It's not. You can say it and, and feel good. But he knows, all of heaven knows, you are just fooling yourself. You are just middle name Cain. That's all it is. That is all it is. Do you think God ever sang a song over Cain? Cain only lived for himself. Cain went through his barns and looked at his crops and thought, oh, this is the best looking one. He put it aside. That's for my pantry. He looked at it, oh, that's a good one. Put it aside. Put it. Then he got to some of the rotten tomatoes. This one's, oh, God should be satisfied with this. He threw it in a basket. He went through, he threw it in a basket. Then, on the day of sacrifice, he carried the basket with all the rotten stuff 
and took it to the temple. And God saw it. God saw it. And God shook his head. What a shame. For years you've been taught about this. Adam and Eve, your parents, taught you about this. They talked to you about this. They demonstrated this to you. But you still didn't get it. You are the center of your own life. But you say we're in covenant partnership. When sickness comes to your life, you want me to, to drop everything and show up and heal you. When Satan attacks you, you want me to send angels to stand guard around your family. But here you are, giving me rotten tomatoes. And you say we're in partnership. What kind of partnership is this? Because I saw the other basket. And I took account of it. I know what you put in that other basket. The baskets that paid your mortgage and your rent. The basket that bought your car. The basket that sent your children to school. The basket that furnished your home. Bought you clothes. I saw that basket. I saw what you put in there. But when it came to my temple, you threw in your rotten tomatoes. And you brought it to my temple. And when Satan plagued your body with sickness, you wanted me to drop everything and come and heal you. And, and, and he said, what's that scripture in, in Galatians? God cannot be mocked. You can mock God. <laughs> Whatsoever a man sows. I said it somewhere recently. I said, listen, if you want a transgenerational blessing, you want something that continues to live long after you are gone, pay attention to your covenant with God. Because long after you are gone, he will still be here. And he will continue to give voice to your memory. He will give voice to your memory. It's my alarm going off. I've only just started preaching, so it just snows one time. Pastor Tino already prophesied, so... <laughs> So blame her. Her prophecy is coming to pass. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do with this. She's the one who prophesied. We love you too. <laughs> Remember all your offerings. God made a distinction between two brothers. Why? I wanted to leave. He said, no, don't stay there for a bit.
God made a distinction between two brothers. Who came out of the same womb. Ate the same food. Were raised in the same family. Had access to exactly the same opportunities. And people say, I don't know why is God partial. He's not partial. He's covenant minded. That's all he is. His covenant drives him. That's why it is personal. When anything comes around your life, it's personal because he has a covenant with you. He's not partial. And you could see, it's very easy to see how this man called Cain had no respect for God's covenant. Because Somebody who has respect for God's covenant, when you go and you see, oh, the Lord was excited over my brother's gift, but he rejected mine. I don't know about you, but what I will immediately do, I'll be very sad and very upset, but what I will immediately do is I will go and check myself and say, what is wrong with me? Cain didn't do it. You know why he didn't do it? He had no regard. Everything was gone. He had no regard for that covenant. And so how did he respond? He killed him. I will take your voice away. I want to give you a revelation. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to give you a revelation. Recently, the Lord told me, he said, the, the voice of the poor man is never heard. So one of the ways he, he said to me, you must not be poor. Because the voice of the poor man is never heard. The poor man has the gospel, but he will never be able to get out of town to preach it. The poor man has the same anointing. Maybe even greater anointing. But he will never be able to break yokes. Because his voice is despised. It is not heard. God said, you must not be poor. What's what's going to guarantee that you have the wealth of God that you need to do your assignment? It's the covenant. It's the covenant. And when Satan gets up to shut your voice, hear me, this is a revelation for you. And at different times in your life, Satan is going to arise to try to shut your voice. He doesn't want your voice heard in the earth because you are unique. You carry a unique grace and a unique anointing. Do you know that everywhere you go, people who know you and who know what you believe, they associate you with God. And so Satan wants to take that voice away. So that, praise, glory to God. Thank, look at what the Lord has done. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord has shown up again. He wants that taken away. That's it, that's it. But here is a revelation for you. Every time Satan or the world arises to take away your voice, your covenant with God will speak for you. 
your covenant with God will speak for you. I want you to know this. There are boardrooms where you can't go. But your covenant with God will speak for you. I want you to know this. There are places in the earth where you can't go. Just because you don't have access. But your covenant with God will speak for you. I want you to know this. Joseph could not get to the palace of the king. He couldn't get in there. But the covenant spoke for him in that palace. And they went to look for him. They are coming to look for you soon. I said they are coming to look for you soon. You must not be poor. Someone say, I will not be poor. Say, I will not be poor. Because the voice of the poor man is not heard. I will not be poor. My voice will constantly arise in the world to give evidence and substance to the goodness of my God in my life. God wants you to be able to declare everywhere you go, I serve a good God. I serve a living God. I serve a healing God. I serve a blessed God. Hallelujah. He wants you to be able to say it everywhere when people are hopeless. He wants you to be able to tell them, don't be hopeless. God will come through for you. Hallelujah. That is your voice. That is your voice. The covenant will sustain your voice and your gift to God, your gift to God establishes that covenant that you have. try to close this today. <laughs> remember, he will remember all your offerings and accept your bond sacrifice. <laughs> and he will grant you according to your own heart and fulfill. Oh, I read this in the, in the Amplified and Gosh, it just exploded. I like to say it exploded in my spirit. I mean, my spirit just was, it just. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. The Lord said to me, son, any plan you have, any desire you have by the covenant, I will establish it. It's not talk. It's not, it's not by talk. It's not by how, how loud you can scream it. I will establish it on the earth. You can see now, I'm totally free of human opinion. Completely. Completely free. I'm not trying to uh, appease you. I'm not trying to appeal to you. I don't, I'm not trying to uh, campaign for you to like me, for you to accept what I'm preaching. No, I'm done with that. I'm done completely. What I want though is I want that covenant to speak so loud every day of my life that you will never be able to deny that God is with me. No human being ever will be able to deny that God is with you. This is it. This should be our goal. I want God to prove himself in my life. should be your goal and my goal. Thank God for people. God uses people to bless us. God uses people to help us. But people are limited. People are limited. 
Look at you now. Okay. Look, just look at you. It's just a simple example. Listen. Listen. Right now, I, I, just, I just need to take care of something in the ministry. I need $40,000. Look at you. See, your eyeballs are shooting. Your eyeballs. Oh, 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 oh. Look at you now. I know you love me. Don't you love me? I know you love me. Don't you love me? That's right, only. Write the check and bring it. I, I need it tomorrow. <laughs> Write the check. I drop it. While I'm preaching, don't even wait for me to share the grace. Put the check right here. I will take it. I will take it. I will bless it and I'll take it. Huh? And tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. And then not, not 10 years from today. But that time, inflation would have made 40,000 or 4,000. So I need tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? So, no, no, no. We're laughing about it. But you see the point now? You see, you love me. You love the Lord. You love the kingdom. You lo- and you want to make a difference. But I need to pay something with 40,000. Are you not limited to give me that 40,000? You are. And somebody is not, but they may be limited from giving me four billion. Every human being has a limit. I'm just telling you that. But who is it that doesn't have one? Let's close. Everyone stand to your feet. Say, I trust God. Say, I trust God. Say, I believe God. I believe God. Say, the covenant will deliver. I believe it with all my heart. I believe it with all my heart. Say the covenant will deliver. I believe it with all my heart. The covenant will deliver. I believe it with all my heart. The covenant will deliver. I believe it with all my heart. I didn't plan to do this, but you know, know, I really didn't plan in this direction, but you know, take this as the Lord speaking to you and let's follow Abel in this area of the covenant. Let's make even every aspect of our financial transactions, let's attach it to our covenant with God. Because when you do, then you take on the power of God that has no limits and you enjoy that limitless experience. The covenant will deliver for you. The covenant will deliver for you. What makes it so powerful, folks, my brothers and my sisters, part of what makes it so powerful is our needs are not, they are not linear. They are not unidimensional. As human beings, our needs are across the board. Many of us today, we don't need money. Many of us today don't need what, but It may be something in your body. It may be something that concerns your health. And you have a need there. You don't need money. Do you know there are people who have all the money in the world but they can't sleep at night? Do you know this? I've met many of them. And you know there's there's many who have spent a lot of that money they have just to be able to sleep at night. And then through that, they enter the corridors of death without planning for it. Their money could buy them the drug, but it could not get them the rest. 
our needs are not unidimensional. But one of the reasons it's so powerful is the covenant covers every area of our lives. The covenant can bring you peace in a time of trouble. When you're just anxious and panicky and troubled about things going on and maybe there are things that are, that are causing you sleepless nights, the covenant can bring you peace even in those moments. The covenant can heal your broken relationships. The covenant can open your eyes so you have wisdom to make the right decision. It's not money. It's not all money. My brothers and sisters, I don't want you to get used to hearing this. Every time you hear it, let it be like that's the first time you are ever hearing it. Take a fresh step today to strengthen your covenant with God. Take a new step today. Have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. Say, Father, you and I, you and I, we're going somewhere together. I don't want you to go without me and I don't want to go without you. Help me. Show me how to deepen my covenant walk with you. Abel is the example you gave us today. Help me follow the example of that man. And all the other covenant people in your word. I want you to make this a prayer point for yourself. Lord, I want to have a voice on the earth. I want to have a voice on the earth. And I know it is the covenant that keeps my voice alive regardless. It is the covenant. Lord, I want to have a voice on the earth. I desire, I crave the ability to have a voice on the earth. I want my life to affect somebody else's life. I want my life to affect another person's life. I want to hear it and be able to act on it. And from a remote place, somebody's life is changed because of my voice. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we bless you. The Lord remembers you today. The Lord remembers you today. The Lord remembers you today. You are the one knocking, but the, he's the one opening the door. You are the one knocking, but he's the one opening the door. The Lord remembers you today. You are the one knocking, but he's the one opening the door. You are the one knocking, but he's the one opening the door. The Lord remembers you today. I hear in my spirit, the Lord says, I see you. 
I see you. I have my eyes on you. You may think you're hidden and your issues are hidden and no one cares. But the Lord says, I see you. I have my eyes on you. I have my eyes trained on you. I've got you. I see you. My brothers and sisters, God is remembering you today. You are not forgotten. When you leave here today, all of this week, I want you to constantly remind yourself, God remembers me. God remembers me. When you take the elements of this communion today, now ministers serving, we all take it together. And if you are at home, you're going to take yours by yourself, but you are not really there by yourself. You are, he, you're in a community of the Spirit. And we are all caught up together as one. And the Father is right here with us. When you take this communion today, I want you to take it with a deep conviction. So don't be in a hurry to take it. I want you to take it with deep conviction. And tell yourself, God remembers me today. I'm not forgotten. God remembers me today. As I remember his sacrifice, as I remember his bond offering, his bond sacrifice, he remembers mine today. As I remember what he did for me at Calvary, he remembers what I've done for him on the earth today. This is a season of remembrance. When those who feel forgotten and those who feel like the, the promise didn't come through, can be encouraged because God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever he spoke to you, he fully intends to make good. So for those who feel that they haven't seen that promise. It hasn't delivered. I want you to know God remembers you. God say, I'm not unfaithful. I'm not unfaithful that I should forget your labor of love. Every single 
act of good is speaking before me. Every single gift is speaking before me. Every single step of obedience that you have undertaken on your journey is speaking before me. I'm not a man that I should lie. I'm not a man. I'm not unfaithful that I should forget. I'm not unfaithful. Your walls are continually before me. I have engraved your name and your face on the very palms of my hands. You matter to me. You matter to me. You matter to me. Is it a concern that you have? Is it a concern that you have? It matters to me. Your concerns matter to me. Because I love you with an everlasting love. Your questions matter to me. And I want you to know that when everything else fails, I will never fail. I will never fail, saith the Lord, I will never fail. I will never fail you ever. I will never fail you ever, says the Spirit of the Lord. I will never forget you. I will never forsake you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ministers, please help me. Let's get this communion element to the people. Lord, we bless these elements today. We thank you, God, for your mighty presence amongst us today. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, as you walk up and down through the aisles and through the, the pews and through the airwaves, God, thank you for the impartation of your holy presence. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For the mighty move of your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.